Are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? with another episode of the anarchist experience episode 455 aka year nine week 31 uh call it the christmas edition it's a couple of days before the holiday um as always i'm your host mr richie rich along with mc and ks and since this is your regularly scheduled saturday broadcast you can find us on clubhouse uh, the club is the Anarchist Experience, or you can at me at Riches for Rich R I C H E S, the number four R I C H, and if you do that, um, I will click the little button to invite you in when we're starting the live show. Now, as I logged into Clubhouse today, there were some like notifications, and so I checked my notifications, and there was like a backlog of people that had added me, uh, that had sent me a friend request. Or whatever and that I never received until now so I added you know at least I think eight to ten new people on that list so eight to ten new people got the little button thing but it's it goes way I don't know how long ago they sent me these requests but this is the first time that Clubhouse has actually popped up a notification to tell me there was stuff there so if you've been trying to at me at riches for rich and have been waiting on my reply or thought that I had ignored you. Uh, my bad, dog. Uh, but there you have it. So more people added. I will be more diligent in checking that now that I know where it is uh, in Clubhouse without having to wait for their notifications. Uh, what is going on with you guys this week? Uh, I had a cold all week, and that's my, why my voice is all messed up. <laughs> oh, man. It's been going around. Oh, yeah. Like I've, I was under the weather a couple of weeks ago and spread it. I've got the long COVID. I don't mm. know. I've never been really diagnosed, but like ever that's, since that's, I had it, I've had a that's persistent what I think cough. I had. Okay. When I was when I was in uh, Thailand, when I came back, I still had it lingering for a long time. Yeah. And I finally, I finally kicked it, and then uh, Monday I went to the dentist and church, and I don't know, maybe I touched somebody or something, but. Uh, it it attacked my sinuses really hard at first, and then yeah. went everywhere else. So, <laughs> no, mine is just a persistent cough. Like I haven't had a cough free day um, in over a year. Oh. All right, I got a supplement you need to try. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, but um, anyway, works for somebody else I know. That to kick the long COVID cough or just the, to, to kick the cough, and then there's other stuff to kick long COVID. Okay. Like. like your friendly uh, ivermectin that that was not allowed to be talked about yeah well but okay so you can recommend the supplement but at the same time i'm like my lifestyle hasn't changed because of this cough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like every every once in a while i just turn my head and cough and then i go about my day and so i'm not mm -hmm. really i'm not bothered by it it's not sure. debilitated me in any way so yeah yeah but we were we, <laughs> we were talking about it um yesterday at work um, because in lieu of a Christmas bonus and in lieu of a Christmas party or holiday party, uh, the boss decided that, well, you can't just do that, Mr. Owner. So I'm getting everybody an ice cream cake. So we, we took like a five minute break to eat a slice of ice cream cake. And during that five minute break, we were, you know, chatting about when everybody got COVID and whatnot. And I just, I, I know exactly when it happened. If, you know, if, if I, if I had the resources, I could pinpoint the exact date as well. Um, but I got it from the other radio studio when one of the hosts came in with a cold and said, I'm sick. It's not COVID. Do you want to know how it's not COVID? Because my cough is not dry. Do you want to see? <laughs> and then a couple of days later, he went, okay, I tested positive for COVID. I was wrong. You guys have all been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and and which, shortly thereafter, then I got really sick the first time, which was bound to happen anyway. Right. 
that was also part of the that was also part of the discussion. Like everyone was supposed to get it. There was there was no there was no plan or course of action where you did not catch this thing. It was that viral. Uh, the whole flatten the curve. I keep having to remind people the whole flatten the curve thing wasn't so you don't get it. It was so you don't get it at the same time as everybody else, right? It didn't eliminate the curve. It didn't stop well, the curve. Go ahead. That 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 was their rationale. Like, oh, the hospitals are going to get overrun, but most of the hospitals didn't even have any patients that had COVID yet, and the places that that had it, uh, well, they sent people back. To, they sent people to nursing homes. Yeah, to infect everybody else there. So. Yeah, it, but even but what I'm saying is even by their rationale, right? It wasn't like you was you weren't going to get it, right? They knew oh, yeah. everyone was going to get it, and everything else was just control. After that point, until until the vaccine came out, and then it was, oh, well, now you're not going to get it until oh, yeah. that changed, and oh, now you're going to get it, but it's not going to be bad. Yeah. Oh well, now it's you're, it's gonna you're gonna get it. It's gonna be bad, but you're not gonna die. <laughs> and now you die from the vaccine complication. And now you die from the vaccine, sucker! Ha! Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly died is no joke, right? But they, uh, oh yeah. They they put something up in the news like they're calling it holidays. You know, holiday something. There's a new holiday flu, right? That they're bl- <laughs> that they're trying to blame this on seasonal holiday flu where everyone gets COVID around this time. So if you die around this time, it's not because of the vaccine. It's this new seasonal holiday thing. That it's, it's Jesus's fault. Yeah, let's blame him. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, the, the season, it's the reason for the season, and yeah. therefore you should just be happy about it. That's, that's the one thing where I'm fine with uh, religious people and not government is... You know, you can believe that, and as long as you don't push the beliefs on me, you're like, we're cool, you know? I'm going to blaspheme at some point, because <clears throat> fuck you. I don't care. It's it's not against my rules to, to take the Lord's name in vain, so I will do so at will. And randomly, just for the hell of it. Mm. All right. Um, let's see here. I got in another argument with an authoritarian. Ooh, let's hear it. And read it. But that's that's what I do every day. Um, well, that's, you know, let's let's go back to the original premise then, right? This was supposed to be a talk show where people call in and they tell us, you know, what their favorite, favorite government program is. And it kind of uh, turned into something else. But the anarchist experience, like I self-identify as an anarchist. You guys are, you know, Ken, not so much. KS, not so much. UMC, close enough. Right, so like this is your experience. This yeah. is what so, this is your experience living in this totalitarian hellhole. So tell us. I got in an argument with a science communication major. I don't and even that know what was that just, is. Uh, a science communication, uh, a major. She has a major in science communication. Yeah, I don't know what science I, communication is. Like that's I, how, oh okay how, yeah how they I, bullshit I, people. I, well, that's what I thought when okay. I saw it. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, this this ought to be really interesting. Somebody actually communicating with me, <laughs> and it turns out completely the opposite of that. Like she she didn't know how to communicate at all. All she knew how to do is the same that all the other leftists not I shouldn't say leftists all the other authoritarian science people that oh you know I said something therefore I have to go out and find the scientifically peer reviewed. Uh, double-blind, placebo-controlled uh, article <laughs> to 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 prove that I'm right, and it's it gets so old. It's like, no, you're not even listening to me. You're just responding with the same one argument every time that whatever thought in, I have in my head is is wrong. So, uh, and and because of that one reason. And, it, and it's just, it gets old, you know, it gets so stupid. It's like, okay, let's pretend I'm a, I'm a, I'm a flat earther and I have this idea. And yep. instead of explaining why the earth isn't flat and having a, like a rational conversation with somebody and saying, well, this is my experience. This is what I think the earth looks like from space. Um, you know, that, that could start to make sense to somebody. Yes. Instead, she would just say, Show me your scientific article that is peer-reviewed. Otherwise, you're wrong. It's like, well, that's kind of 
you're not communicating anymore. You're just yeah. you're just a robot and you're completely useless. Like you went you actually got a degree for that and it doesn't work. Well, I yes and okay, you are correct. And there's there's enough I'm going to call it libertarian anarchist literature out there to point anyone in the right direction if they want to go looking. And to, to Oh, that's 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 for uh, political stuff. I'm talking about actually just for science stuff. But yeah. Well, okay. What science stuff are you arguing with? Then is the climate change debate? Oh yeah. Clim- well, uh, the coral reef is at a as a at a 35 year or maybe even f- further than that now because it's a couple years later. Hi. It's just doing absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And and the the pollution runoff is is far enough away from the reef where it doesn't affect it. And um, and there hasn't been any huge cyclones to knock the coral over. And that's okay. actually how the coral gets bigger is storm comes by, knocks it over, and you got a whole bunch of dead coral, and then more coral grows on top of the dead coral, and okay. then it gets bigger. And it's the way it repeats, you know, over and over and over, and that's, that's how it grows. So, Okay. So e- even to make that claim, there... There has to have been some research done, either you personally or you that you've, you know, looked into. Sure. Right? And so, so the claim, it's not just a random claim of your opinion. It's it's a statement of fact that can be backed up by some sort of literature. Sure, sure. Right. And it's and now it's all of a sudden it's my responsibility to go out there and find the scientific literature. That, that proves that I'm right. So, okay. No, it's not. Just go look at the coral reef if you want. Okay, that's fair. But if you wanted to, you could. Okay, because you know, here's yeah. the one. Like, here's the wonderful thing. Like people, you know, he's back on Twitter, and people get on Alex Jones all the time for his, you know, misuse of whatever and his lying to people and his his bad predictions. <laughs> but if you've ever been on like the Infowars website, it is it is wonderfully sourced. Right. Sure. And, and and so when you if you know, and I, I did this, you know, someone I had a conversation a long time ago with someone like with uh, over the fluoride in the water debate. Right. Say what you want. Um, but like, I, you know, I, I and I said up front, I'm like, I, I know this is a poor source because Infowars has a stigma attached to it. Right. But in the article was all all the data, like all the. All the sources that he pulled the data from to come to his conclusion on fluoride in the water, and and they were linked to you know scientific research papers and whatnot and study finds and whatnot, and so you could click through all of the source. It's like Wikipedia. You can click through all the source material if you don't trust the summary, you know. And so yeah, so to have that available isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Whether or not it's going to win you an argument on Reddit doesn't really matter um but the 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 flip side of that is every time anarchist libertarian make a claim right and that's the go-to we 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 do the the library run right now we have to go find all the evidence and research papers to prove our point and when and when provided with that evidence and research they summar, summarily dismiss it anyway right well that's not a credible source or that's not real, you know, or that's whatever excuse they have. Um, and so it's it hasn't been worth it for me, at least. You know, I, I don't engage as much as you do anymore. Um, but it hadn't been worth it for me to find all that evidence and research in quite a long time. Now. Yeah, but that, that's that's kind of what I'm saying, though. It, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I give them. You're right. Um, it's It's not going. They're not even going to want to think about it. Yeah, um, and and so I always bring up uh, when I'm arguing with these people, you know, that well, peer review can be gamed. It absolutely can. Like, obviously, like you, th- it should not even be a question that. Uh, well, people do it in the medical industry all the time because, well, that's their livelihood. If they can't sell the drug, then they don't make yeah. money. And it also happens in climate science because if they don't write something interesting. Their paper doesn't get published, and they don't make the money. Right. So it, it's it's a horrible, uh, um, you know, lack of you know, morals and everything. But you know, they got to make the money. So, 
at the beginning, we talked about COVID a little bit. And I remember during COVID, right, there wasn't a lot of evidence um, in opposition of the mandates. And there sure. was one one study out of Korea or something that checked the viral load of the virus as it passed through the masks that people were in, you know, insisting that everyone else wear. Mm-hmm. And they concluded that there was no significant difference in the viral load, either masked or unmasked. And I was like, ha, I've got yeah. my source. Right. Until I shared the source with somebody and they go like, oh, this has been pulled. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> And so, yeah, you know, I, know, they, I know why it's been pulled. I know why it's been pulled. I know exactly just, why just it's been ask, pulled. Just ask Alex Jones. Right. <laughs> and I, and so I, you know, I wish I had like screenshotted it or whatever, but you know, the, the conspiracy theorist in me goes like, I know exactly why this pulled because it didn't fit the narrative. Right. If, if there was science, if there was science out there that, uh, that had evidence against the narrative, like it was obviously pulled, and so yeah. and, everything and the, became suspect at that point. And then the ones that were, uh, uh, what was it? Oh man, now I can't even remember the narr- narrative. But there was there was stuff that was going into the Lancet that that had to be pulled. Oh, it was about ivermectin. Yeah, they they wrote this huge thing, um, bashing ivermectin, saying how dangerous it was, and it went all the way through peer review. Yeah. <laughs> And, and again, oddly enough, right, everyone that took it was like, no, I feel great. I didn't get as sick. I got better oh, yeah. faster. Like all, I've been all taking the it anecdot- for, go ahead. for the last week, and it doesn't, doesn't seem to have any side effects. Yeah. All the anecdotal, all the anecdotal ev- evidence from the people who were taking it was that it works and was not, har- was not harmful. Right? Yeah. And, but, and, but from the state side of things, from the government side, to just try to shut it down, Right, it was like, well, every everyone using it says it works, and for whatever reason, you don't want anybody else to use it, right? Here, so, you know, I'll put on my tinfoil really, hat. Here's what really grinds my gears. Um, they uh, they took another product I wanted off off the shelves. It's called NAC. It's just a chemical name. Okay, it's really it's really long. That's just why they call it NAC. But um, they they took it off the market, and so now I'm thinking. Wow, it must really work if if they're going through the effort to take it off the shelves. <laughs> yeah. Look at these people taking horse tranquilizers or whatever, you know, horse dewormer. This is not the real thing. Don't go to your vets and get the horse dewormer. That won't work. Yeah, if if they, you know, if they remove it, there's there might be a reason. It's hard to you got to you know, and this again comes from like wisdom and experience. Is you have to use your own logic and reasoning to figure out why, right? Because sometimes stuff is bad for you, and all the stuff that's bad for you was once good for you, uh, because the FDA approved of it, and all of a sudden the FDA is recalling in, and they're like, "Well, what's, you know, what's up with that? Who were they? Who were they fooling, and when?" Um, but you got to know up front, and hiding it. Hiding it behind seventy-five years of you're not allowed to to see the studies, right? Just makes me even more skeptical about what they're pushing, as opposed to what you know what has been already proven to work. But I oh, and they also they canceled natural immunity, right? Your natural immunity wears off. Time for another virus booster. Oh, great! That was that was another article. All, so all these people who think you're naturally immune just know that that wears off over time. So this person, I'm get, I'm getting to, I, I just I just totally went off on this person like as you half should. an hour ago, but um, <clears throat> if if she'll still listen to me, I'm trying I'm trying to find out because she believes the science, right? So I'm trying I'm gonna ask her again um, how many times she's been boosted. Oh, what? That's not, my medical records are none of your business. Yeah, well I'll, I'll find out. She's she's like. She's so like straight and narrow and like you know professional and everything okay. and like no, nothing nothing I do seems to rattle her. So uh, I also accused her of being an AI bot. Okay. <laughs> so there is a there's a, there's a subreddit called like confidently incorrect, and that's that's a fun place to you know browse through as well. But it also you know doing doing the other radio show made me want to start that segment because so many times like i don't 
I don't have all the answers, um, and I take a phone with me to the studio, so I'm not, you know, in front of like a computer where I can type fast and fact check things on the fly, as you know, as you might be able to do if you were sitting in the first chair over there. And so I hear people say things. I go, that just doesn't sound right. That's just that sounds wrong. I can't articulate why it's wrong, but I have a feeling you know, that it's wrong. And whether it's the caller or the other hosts, um, you know, I like, I, I look into it after the fact and I go like, I fucking knew it. They were wrong. And now, and now I have the evidence, you know, to, to demonstrate their wrongness. Um, and so I want to bring it back up at some point, like fucking rub it in their face. Um, cause you know, cause that's who I am when I go down these rabbit holes. Um, so if you, you know, if you, if you find whatever peer reviewed study she's looking for, Right, you know, it's also going to be imperative to find uh, contrary information to what she's saying, right? Like, if you, you know, yeah. So it's it's really hard to fi- find any of the information because they're they're not they're not even allowed to go through the peer review process if if their if their view isn't approved by the politically correct establishment. Sure. So there's there's little out there. Um, I really liked the the video that Michael Crichton did about uh you know co2 uh warming the planet and how it's it's not actually warming it as much as they think it is right so there's no there's no doom scenario and and so michael Crichton's whole thing was that that michael mann's hockey stick graph was obviously wrong like it's it's not even close to being right and it's and it's easy it was easy for him to prove that it was wrong and it just you know the methods that he used were scientifically unsound it's just like like no it, it's obviously not going to work you can't this doesn't pass anything um but the un picked it up even without peer review because they liked his graph yep because it was scary there was and, a there and, was a contrarian uh documentary right after an inconvenient truth came out and that focused in on that you know and part of what i recall from that documentary was not necessarily that the graph was uh, incorrect, but they had their their cause and effect flipped, or the, the, the timelines flipped, right? It, it didn't go up because of increased CO2. CO2 was going up, you know, uh, or you know, oh, vice versa. Yeah, that was the long-term yeah. graph that shows the correlation between CO2 and temperature. And there is a correlation, but it is reversed. So it's the right. you know, the, the planet warms up and then the CO2 comes out. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what but, I, that's but, what I was getting at. So then they but then that's they the would big claim, hockey stick graph that everyone was pitching at the time. Well, there no there's, there was two graphs. There's okay. one that shows the correlation and then and then another one that shows the recent uh it's they were they're yeah, it did have CO two on there, but uh, okay. But any, anyway, well, that's the one I remember. My, yeah, yeah. Um, so there. Well, well, my my brain just uh, trip tripped a breaker there. It's too many things at once going through. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Oh well, my we, gosh! We were talking somebody... about your scientific peer reviewed socialist on Reddit. I was trying to get back to to Michael Crichton's okay. analysis of the damn thing. Um, and now I, I just lost, I had a really good point and I just lost it. Cause I, I tripped over trying to explain which graph we're looking at. My bad. I, um, I only remember one major okay. hockey stick graph. Okay. It's slowly coming back to me. Okay. But, um, so I, I just, I, if, if I could let everybody in the world know that, you know, the, the thing about, you know, climate change CO2 is that it's, it's not actually, uh, the CO2 isn't a big problem because, okay, here it is. They claim that if we pump a whole bunch of CO2 in the atmosphere, that's going to cause a runaway effect, at least the doomest do, and that there's climate feedbacks. And so you pump a little CO2, and that, and that will release other gases, and that will release other gases. And, and so when the temperature goes up, for example, there's more water vapor in the air. Well, water vapor is a greenhouse gas too. And so that will compound, and, 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 and that will release more CO2 from the, from the oceans, and then more co2 will release more water and then well eventually we'll be venus that's the claim right sure and and the crazy uh not conspiracy theorists climate conspiracy climate alarmists climate alarmists yeah um so and we know this isn't true because 
Earth has a history of CO2 going really high along with everything else or whatever, and the planet doesn't keep warming up. It just doesn't. Yeah. There's easy observation or easy explanation for that. Or not easy. It's it's actually the hardest explanation in the freaking world because it's quantum physics. Hmm. And quantum physics is basically the study of heat transfer. Um so anyway, the, what I'm saying is they know. They know that it can't happen. All right. Uh Einstein and Feynman and I don't know, all the all the top physicists in the world understand how it works. Um, what these climate scientists do is they make up fake data, they plot it on a chart, and they say, look at this trend, we're doomed. And it's like, okay, well, you know, bad methods get bad results, and they're getting bad methods and bad results. So that's where we're at. So we had someone in the clubhouse listening in that put their hand up. Kelly, if you can still hear us, you've been invited to speak. Go ahead and unmute and share your thoughts. Hi, Mac. Hi, Rick. So um, I'm a little confused because um, you were saying earlier, like, go with your gut right? Like, well, what do you know, true? Um, and uh, I experienced a global warm person <laughs> when I travel back to my country, when I go to places like 20 years later, like when I went to Amazon when I was a kid and then I came back as a teenager and then I came back later as an adult. I can sure. see the changes. I can oh, see yeah. it. It's not like yeah, nobody's yeah. telling me. I'm 47 so, years old. Oh, good. I'm like leaving this. So I know I, it's changing. And oh, I yeah. know that we have okay. a journalist and I learned about it and that's it's fantastic so much faster now and uh there is something there if it's not it what it is i don't know yeah, what yeah. it is but i know for sure that there's a human cost that we should be taking in consideration as well sure people being displaced and also there's the other part of it is if it's not it there's something else that's going on and then just oh, yeah. saying that that's not it and then there, giving th a there is something going on and I can, explain, to, I can explain. I can. I can explain it to you. Back and like, just make money and like, you know. I can. I can explain it to you. I can explain it to you. All right. So, there are cycles in the climate, and one of the cycles that you're living through is the same one I'm living to, because I'm 45 years old. So I too have noticed the warming that has taken place. It's part of a cycle. There's a graph that that. Uh, came out from NASA and they love to show it over and over and over. It starts in 1979. It's, it's the, uh, it's the sa satellite that tracks ice formation, uh, sea, sea ice extent over the poles, particularly Antarctica. And in 1979, sea ice extent was very high. And can you guess why it was very high? It's because the planet was very cold at that time. And so if it was cold at that time, when is it warmer? Well, it's warmer now, but it was also warmer before 1979. So what they don't want you to know is that ice was growing from the 50s to the 70s, so much so that they were worried that jet planes were going to cause an ice age. Not all the science believed that, but some did, and it was getting colder. And back then, most people just assumed, okay, well, it's getting colder. You know, it must be the planet. It must be nature causing it to get colder. And then it got warmer, and back then they just said, well, okay, the planet's going through a cycle, and it's getting warmer. So, they have, so in your idea, they have a green pass to pollute the cities for people to get sick, because people get no. sick from... No, listen. People get sick from like all the the non non regulated like uh, you know no, like no, no, radiation. No. So, so here, there's a human cost to this kind of narrative. Okay, CO two. So there's no accountability for the oil companies. And no, listen. That are doing that. There's CO two is not a pollutant. It is plant food. All right, it's harmless. But we breathe we we breathe it out all the time. Most modern cars. Most modern cars are very low polluting because they have catalytic converters and they're pretty strict on, on the emissions. Now, if you drive yeah, a little... Yeah, but then they, when the cars stopped during COVID, the cities got clearer and people get le got less sick. If you say so. <laughs> I, I mean, no, you're, I don't say so. I saw so. Sao Paulo is a city that where you could not see the sky. And then, which like, which city are you talking about? 
Sao Paulo in Brazil. It's okay, so Sao Paulo in Brazil. What so kind of what kind what kind of stopped, No, no. Listen, you got you got to talk to me. People got locked down a few months later like you could see the sky. In the, what kind of what kind of automobile what kind of automobiles do they drive in there in Brazil? They drive the same kind of automobiles they drive here and they even drive some automobiles so, that are that oh, they run in alcohol okay. which is less pollutant than uh, Okay, so you're not you're not telling me they don't drive a whole bunch of scooter, you know, uh, what do you call them? Um, mopeds. And it didn't just happen in Sao Paulo; it happened in other cities too. I'm just telling you about all my my personal experience because as you guys are talking about, like you should not be trusting all these other resources, but we, we can trust our gut in our personal experience, right? So no, you're I... telling me that what I'm seeing is like um is not. So now I need to believe what you're saying. That's your theory. From no, I'm 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 trying. I'm anymore. no, I'm trying to find out the the reason why there's so much pollution in that area. Because I I noticed the same exact yeah, phenomenon. The automobiles, because as soon as they stop driving the cars, it's like the city is like full of cars. As soon as they stop driving the cars, a few months later, everybody could breathe better. Okay, well, there's you know there's people that that defeat the uh, the the regulation systems on their cars to make them drive more efficiently, and it makes them pollute more. So I don't know what they're doing in Brazil, but there's plenty of cities that have lots of cars in them that that you can see the sky. So there well, is a responsibility there that we should be holding these companies accountable for. I will. It's, I will also hold on. If one there's second, nobody I mean, pushing back on them and we are giving them excuses in a platter, they can just make whatever they want. And there's a human cost <clears throat> to it. Okay, so me, we're talking about two different quick. things. MC, yeah. let me chime in real yeah. quick. One of the other things that happened during the COVID lockdowns, it wasn't just the cars off the road, is they stopped production of goods, right? So yeah, it, it could it, be it could be factories in the area. I don't know. That's what I'm right. trying to that's, find out. That's what I'm suggesting. She keeps, is also she keeps interrupting. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm just trying to find out what kind of so. In, in a lot of uh, in a lot of cities, a lot of people drive around these mopeds, right? And they don't have catalytic converters on them, so they pollute a whole lot. So if half the cars, if half the autos on the road are these mopeds, like the, like it is in Thailand, then you're going to get a lot more pollution. And if everybody's staying home, then of course the pollution is going to clean up. But there's lots of cit cities in in the U.S. where all the cars are regulated, where they where they make them uh, do a pollution test before they're even allowed on the road, and and there's no pollution in the air. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And then I find it hard to believe you guys because it seems like you're like doing a narrative that just allow these companies to have no accountability and give them my, an excuse in the platter. My and, narrative uh, I'm, I'm has nothing to do with to companies. You know, but it is a narrative that like benefits these companies, and we know how it does how, not how benefit the companies. The companies benefit. Of course, it benefits if they, if everybody believe more be people believe in what you're saying that they have not what their their kind of pollution has nothing to do with like uh, the climate change and is not making people sicker, is not displacing okay. populations. Well, you, then they have a green card to do whatever they want. You gotta you gotta listen to me. There's two different things here. There's pollution and there's CO2, and CO2 is not pollution, right? So. The, the the climate crisis they are blaming on co2 because that is a greenhouse gas right and who are they is everybody blaming the, on it there's nobody else blaming on other things too government scientists uh, that's i mean and in there's there's opinion, there's other there's other gases there, there's a debate right a worldwide debate on how much co2 should be in the atmosphere that's what we're talking about Okay, so it then has, my question for you is uh, how what how you two feel about these oil companies and these horrible uh, companies that are like polluting the world on purpose, you know, and, so, and so like you're, creating so, situations where people are being displaced. Do you worry at all that your narrative can be used on their favor to create even more harm to these I, populations? I have nothing against oil companies. I wouldn't right? change so, the facts of the narrative. That's what I, Okay, just because so it benefits one party or the other. So I guess uh, we don't I'm, have the same I'm, moral values then. So it's not, it's not a... Excuse myself from the room. It's, no, no, it's not, it's not a moral... I, I am all about, you know, like uh, human life and, you know... Right. Like, oh, I am I too. So, so, I think everybody well, has the same intrinsic value as soon as you're born or until you're dead. But you, you've, already so demonized, you've already demonized oil companies, right? You've, you've already made up your mind. Oh, they're bad. Okay, you know what would happen? No, listen. You know what would happen? 
money. It's it, it is Look, it's truly you, not. You cannot call yourself an anarchist and think that uh, oil companies are good. You know. It, yes, you can. They do Be because. You, no, no what, what would happen if you shut down oil? Listen to me. What would happen if you shut down oil in the world? Billions of people would die. We, the world requires oil to run on. But we don't, we don't needs, have... It also needs, uh, needs like some parameters to go through, too. They cannot go, run around unaccountable. They, they are not. That's why we have catalytic converters on cars. That's, that's not enough. Well, how much is enough? Well, how much is enough is enough. It would be just keep pushing it back. The whole point of being an anarchist is to be a catalyst for change. And then if you like allow this kind of narratives to take over and then they get more and more power, unchecked power, then where's the change? What's the point? I want to you know who has more power. Truth. What's the point? If you are not, no, you know, who has more power catalyst for, for less hierarchy, hierarchy and more equality between human beings. What's the point? Just to stand in a soapbox and yell and look at me. You know, no, because every, I am look, oil, oil is, and I want to prove that I'm right all the time. Oil is, is valuable for change for the better of humanity in overall, because you believe everybody has a, has the same intrinsic value and they all deserve to have a decent life. Yes. And oil helps people have a decent life. No, oil doesn't help. Oil helps people in the first world to have a decent life. And it do you want to be in the first world from countries like mine? doesn't help people that come from countries like mine. So oh, sure it does. You think that my my value and the value of people from other countries should be the same of yours. So everybody should have the decent life. Everybody should have oil in their life. Yes. You, no, no. Everybody who, sh who should have a decent life and oil companies should not be allowed to exploit and displace people just so people in the they have more money would have a better life. People should be able That's to drive cars wherever they want and they should have cheap cheap and people should and be easy able to, to drive cars whatever they want but they should not be able to do that in big um in spite and on the backs of other people that cannot that the, because people, if people have the same value then everybody should have the same opportunities so of equality down to the lowest like common a, denominator of course okay. of course it's not logical that's going to be something that's going to happen in anybody's lifetime but it is a goal and the point is not to create a new society where that's going to be that because it's almost impossible. But you can work towards that and be a catalyst for change. See, the way I see, you can be a catalyst for change and push I, things I, over. I am, I am a catalyst for change. Getting, I want to be a catalyst for truth. Of government. We're, we're, all, we're all political activists here. disrupting the government, disrupting the government and going forward, but like not giving like excuses for people that are like destroying other people's lives. That's not a way to go. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't agree that oil companies are destroying people's lives. They are. <laughs> so I don't, do I don't agree. Better. And then we talk right about this. We talk another day again and you do your research and see how bad they're doing for other people. Because a lot of times I know. There you go. I'm saying homework here, assignment. You, see reality, <laughs> you, know? you can see your reality, and then you can see somebody else's reality. the The one thing is the one thing that has moved the the whole world forward was the discovery of oil. Before we did that, we it's were getting oil from. We were killing whales. We were killing whales to get oil because it was so valuable. You know how hard it is to kill a whale? Well, let's let's also remind everyone that oil itself was not valuable until they started making cars, right? They was it was No, it was it, valuable before that because they were lighting lanterns with it. Okay, well, crude oil then because came. it was it was a pollutant to farmers trying to grow their crops. Oh, sure. Yeah. You can make cars run in alcohol. You can make cars run in ethanol. You can make cars run with corn. You can make cars okay, run. Okay, and, with and like how how expensive are those things? Do you do you want your your, that, your car? Then there's the lithium battery problem. There's always going to be problems. The thing is, the the fact that we have a hierarchy where some people are more important than the others is what creates this problem. If you okay, care so about some, people in poverty, if you care about people in poverty, the one thing you could do is lower energy costs. That's the best thing you could possibly do. Also, another she doesn't. She wants to bring the poor not, people down to the level of poverty as the people in poverty. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can all just ride bicycles around. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. No, you already said it. You already said it. I'm saying this. People should not be thinking that they are more valuable than other people. You want equality that, at the lowest common denominator. You've already said so much. It's impossible. 
it's impossible in the world that we are in right now. Right. But we can contribute to don't make it worse. We, and we can I'm not. I think, I think if I go buy a Corvette right now, I'm making the world better. I'm making myself happy, and I'm, I'm helping the people that are making, building the cars. Yeah. Um, it's, what about <laughs> the yacht builders? Go ahead. Make yourself happier. So anyway, I won't give you any assignments, but if you're curious... You should look into, uh, try to understand people from different countries, from different perspectives. Understand that like being happy is not exactly the way you see here. Being happy here is to have a big house, a big car. But you know, like, you know, so many times people go and see people that have like less than them and assume that they're, they're like not happy. Like all the white saviors go to different countries and say, oh, let me teach you how to like Jesus and have electricity and you're going to be happier. And they actually destroy the community. You know, sure, like, try sure. to look at that from that perspective, because yeah, that's happy, that's a whole different you conversation. You don't need all this to be happy. You don't. No, need no, I don't. You're buying into the capitalist illusion. I, anyway, I don't. I don't need. I don't need all. I I agree with you on that. I don't need all this to be happy. I gotta go now because I arrived at my destination. But thank you for letting me talk with you guys. Yeah. I gotta think about what you said, and then maybe we find each other again. We we do the show I, about I, the same time every week. So if you happen I, to be around, I, I do agree with you though. I don't I don't need all this capitalist stuff to be happy. There we go. So I wish you guys a happy <laughs> break over the Christian holiday. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Happy solstice. <laughs> yeah, you too. Happy solstice. Bye bye. <laughs> Yeah, no, she she does have a, a point there. Um, I I just uh, again back to that word capitalist. Yeah. It's like that that's she's using it in a way that oh that's that's insulting. If if you like all these nice things, you're a greedy capitalist. It's like okay, well, I mean, fine, <laughs> you know, like what what am I gonna do about it? Like she's calling me her slur, and her slur doesn't bother me because like it's made up. It's just a slur, like you know. Well, and I fully embrace <laughs> it, so I don't care. Yeah, and that's but that's the other thing. Like if you if you if you call somebody a bad name, what what happens if they embrace it? Okay, well now you've got you know in in the person's mind they've they've created this separate class of people. Like well they're evil because they like being evil. You know it's like well okay, right. <laughs> and it's and it's only in her mind. You know it's not it's not reality. Right. And I think what uh, the important thing to parse out is what you were trying to get at with the conversation, right? There's, she was bringing up multiple issues and co-mingling them into one problem with yeah. the oil companies. Well, the, that's exactly what they want because the whole UN establishment uh, created this uh, CO2 crisis because they wanted to shut down the oil companies. And that's still their stated goal. Yeah, like that's what they want. That, that that came before, you know, the the horse even showed up. The cart came before the horse. Yeah, and you know, so there's there's the problem with CO two, which is the climate alarmist problem, right? Which is, as you know, as you noted, completely separate from the problem of pollution. Yeah, and where we could have found common ground on the problem of pollution, right? Is if there is pollution causing damage and it's provable, then you have a tort, right? The, yeah. the individual has a claim against the polluter to say, hey, you are causing me damage and you ought be held responsible for it. Yeah. Right. Which, and and this, is, this is the part where me and you will, will disagree a little bit on something. So, okay. for example, in, in Thailand, um, they have a whole bunch of people riding around on mopeds. And when everybody's out riding their mopeds, and, and the factories are on, and, and there's just a whole bunch of pollution in the air, and, well, you, you can't see the sky. It's gray. Okay. Like, it's obviously, it's it's hurting the, uh, at least the visibility of the sky, and it's making the air stink, and, you know, uh, I'm okay. sure people, some people with, you know, breathing issues are having a hard time breathing, and some kids probably die. I'm a, well, I'm a moped you, owner and rider, so where do you think we're going to disagree? So, Okay, well, the, the collective use of mopeds in Thailand is causing problems. It's causing harm. It, it verifiably, it, I mean, you don't even have to do a science experiment on it. It's, you can just see it and smell it, and you know it's hurting people. Yep. Um, so is there an action to be taken? Does, do they, since they're collectively polluting the, the environment, do they collectively not do it? And how do you accomplish a collectively not doing it? Well, not through force. If you know, if, if you think I, I was going to go there on government regulation, um, I'm just going to convince everybody to give up their mopeds or put 
or put catalytic converters on them and, and make them run more efficient and cost more gas or you're going to tell everybody, everybody's just going to switch to driving a honda civic around or what is it well i mean the the the, the uncomplicated long answer is yeah education and competition right like you, you have to. Yeah, introduce- but there's being there's currently damage being done now. So what do you? I got. I mean, it. there's. <laughs> so people, the people that are suffering want a solution. They want to see the sky again. Right. So here's, I I recognize this as a problem, um, that that seems unsolvable, and part of that is because on an individual basis, right? If you're if you go to Thailand, and you can't breathe the air. Right, because you have a respiratory problem and the pollution is getting to you, who do you sue? Who do you sue? Well, so, so the 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 current you know uh, cr- uh, climate cult would say, well, we have to sue all these evil corporations. Okay, but you can't narrow it down to like this factory's particles are the ones that affected my breathing. So, so sue them all and the oil companies and get the government involved and. And, well, I didn't just say get make, the government make, involved. Well, no, I'm saying this is what their their response is, and yeah. I don't even know that they're wrong. I I don't know because I don't know what the right response is. The the May I add the, something here. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Yes. I didn't, forgot you were here. <laughs> I think uh, a valid point has been raised with regard to uh, oil companies. The, the government hasn't been neutral with regard to oil, and has has provided enormous subsidy for that particular energy source versus others and lowering the cost. And that has been a a huge government intervention on behalf of those companies. And those companies lobbied for it and they they contributed campaigns. I mean, did the usual political song and dance in order to get those favors. And now they're doing the same with solar and electric. Yeah, exactly. They've all all been doing it. I mean, the others um, are, are still playing the political dance. I would say that probably on... The cost of oil at the pump is lower than it would otherwise be without these interventions. I think number one is the fact that oil companies, international oil companies, don't have to pay the full insurance and protection costs of getting oil from various places. Uh, The U.S. government has spent its military energy for years in billions, trillions of dollars to essentially give access to oil companies in places where they otherwise would have to build those costs into their own prices, which would make fuel coming from the Middle East, for example, much more expensive. And so therefore people would either prefer oil coming from the U.S. at a higher price or alternative sources, which would be more competitive. I mean, all of that plays into it. Plus, over the years, foreign foreign oil tax credits, um, oil depletion allowance, I mean, it's been over 100 years of heavy, heavy lobbying in Congress and favors in, for that particular industry. So we don't really even know what the, what the um, uh, energy consumption would be, but I think that it does have to be acknowledged that um, the economic lifeblood of the world right now is with fossil fuels and that without uh, those, life would be extremely poor and desperate for people all over the planet and especially for people in developing countries that are trying like crazy to get out of poverty and they they need coal and oil in order to be able to uh, uh, to access development yeah i think mc was trying to make that point with kelly and the response was no because that was dangerous to humanity overall right and therefore, we should not go that oil route to pull people out of poverty. Yeah, well, look what who's going to protest the most in a poor country when they raise the price of, of gasoline 10% or 50%. It's her, definitely the poorest of the poor are going to be hurt the most. Her, her bigger issue is that um, being rich isn't part of her goal. Being Having a, 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 an increasing wealth in her community is not a desirable thing right you can be ha- you can be happy without those things and there's a lot of happy people in india you know they're really poor and they're yeah. really happy and that's that's fine that's Perfectly the way they acceptable. wanted that's the way they want to do it there's nothing wrong with that what but what she's doing is saying that uh, uh us us uh 
terrible people in the West driving our cars around are hurting the planet. And it's not true. People now, people in in that town that she was in have been polluting. I don't know, and I don't know where that pollution was coming from. That's what I was trying to figure out. But it isn't modern cars because modern cars are very low polluting. Sure. Now, if if and that if that uh, if the cars they're making in Brazil or driving in Brazil are not Toyotas and Civics like our Hondas, like everywhere else in the world. Um, maybe they do have extra polluting cars. Maybe they're driving around the mopeds like they do in Thailand. I or don't know because diesel. she, because she won't tell me. <laughs> you know, I don't well, know. You got to do your what, own research. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to figure out how how the evil people of Brazil are polluting their own city. Yeah, you know, it's not my responsibility. <laughs> like, you can figure it out. So, I'm telling you how it works in the U.S. <laughs> I I want to go back to your your initial concern with the the general pollution. I want to I want to share a quick story and hopefully. If I'm good sure. enough, I'll tie it back in. So again, I'm talking to the boss at work, um, and at some point, uh, recently, or you know, at some point, I don't know how long ago this was, he was driving down the road, and he was following a motorcycle, and the motorcycle kicked up a rock, and it chipped his windshield, and he followed the motorcycle and tracked the motorcyclist down and harangued the motorcycle because the motorcycle must be held responsible for the chip in his windshield. And I went, well, that's kind of a dick move. Right? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, he's like, well, I didn't do it. Why should I be held responsible? I, I don't know. Is there any, is there any regulation on uh, having a, a mud flap or something to prevent? On a motorcycle? Uh, Probably not. <laughs> but either way, here, like, to get to my point, like, you know, he harangued the motorcyclist as the person responsible for chipping his windshield. Right? I went, well, there was no malice involved in the, in the motorcyclist kicking up the rock. There was sure. no negligence involved in the motorcyclist kicking up the rock. Right? Why would the motorcyclist be held responsible for debris on the road that he just happened to run over? Yeah. Right? And you definitely he, have to go to the community and say, it's your fault this rock was there. Well, that's the thing. Like, who's who's going to take his side on that? And if I was on the community council, I would not take his side. So, to to circle this back into what I the the point I'm trying to get here is, there are risks inherent with life in general, right? When you when you get out on the road, there's a possibility that the car in front of you is going to kick something up, and it's going to ding your windshield, and it's no one's fault. Right, you take the responsibility because it's your car. Um, I, you know what? I know who the true culprit is here. The state, because they manage the roads. Nope. Oh, you're never gonna guess it. Who? Well, if he didn't have a windshield, the windshield wouldn't get chipped. Yeah, <laughs> if if you weren't following that close chip. as well. <laughs> well, but again, so so there are you know there there's inherent risks with life in general. Right, you step out the door. You know, things are going to happen that's not your fault, but that you are going to be responsible for. So if you're in a city that is uh, heavily polluted and you're having trouble breathing and there's no firm in the neighborhood where you can establish a tort against because, hey, everyone's polluting, right? The, the community has the community at large has decided that this level of pollution is acceptable even if you were able to, like, you know, uh, find the particle in your nose and track that back to the factory that it came from, which is how you're good, is what you would have to do to hold someone else accountable for damages, right? The the community at large is not going to be on your side. <clears throat> okay. So, so what, that what happens when is not for you? What happens when the community at large decides enough is enough? We're gonna be in a, a low polluting area. Well, it depends how they do it, right? If they do it from a government level, then I'm against it. Right? But if everyone Okay, well, how, well so what is the mechanism that they use to to accomplish that? I told you, education competition. Right? You you have to introduce an alternative and convince people to use the alternative. And right now in the United and States so, and so if there's one factory in the middle that is just the, the biggest polluter and they and they're making millions and they're happy and they you know they could care less about the community um, yep. what what then well now you know who's polluting 
Now you have a tort. It has to be coming from that factory All right. because there's no other polluters in the neighborhood. And so now an individual can say like, hey, the pollutants <clears throat> from this factory are affecting my respiratory, my ability to breathe, right? I am, due, I am owed something in damages and, the, and being able to prove it is much easier because it's not commingled pollutants. It's the polluter in the neighborhood in a community that's against pollution. So now the community is going to be on your side should you take this to arbitration or file a tort against, against the company, right? Now you have a claim. The com this, is now a, this is now a pollutant-free community, right? Not by force, not by threats of violence, but we have decided. And because we can isolate your pollutant as the cause of the pollution in the community, everyone now has a claim who has been harmed by it. All righty then. Right. We and got four, four minutes maybe. Yeah, well, I, I got one more point to make because, you know, we talked oh, about sure. the, the electric whatnot here in the United States, right? Um, KS mentioned the oil subsidies. I mentioned the electric subsidies and the EV cars, right? Like that's if it weren't government mandated and there weren't government subsidies for the, you know, the purchase and production of electric vehicles, this is how you would do it, right? You would Tesla would come out and say, like, I've got this new idea. Here's an electric vehicle, and I don't care if it's been done before and who killed the electric car. I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, we can have that a discussion another time. But a competitor comes in the market and says, I have a better idea on how to power a car. And then markets the shit out of it and gets everyone on board. And pretty soon everyone's driving a Tesla down the road. And so the competitors, Ford, GM, uh, Toyota, you know, whomever goes like, Wow, man, people really seem to be taking to these electric cars. We we ought to build one too to to compete with, you know, Tesla's electric vehicle. And so they go into production and pretty soon, right, at you know, at the at the cheers of all the climate alarmists, right, everyone's now driving an electric vehicle. And if you and if you eliminate the subsidies and the force of government moving in that direction, right, that's how you would do it. You introduce competition to the existing market. You promote the shit out of it. You educate the you educate the population and your customers about the benefits of switching, right? And then you let the market do what the market does and pick a winner. And if the market goes like, "Yeah, that EV is shit. I don't want to stand around for three hours to waiting in line to charge my car when it could have taken me five minutes at the gas station," like fuck that. I'm sticking with gas, right? And then, and then you have electric vehicles and gas-powered vehicles on the road. And each one serves a different purpose, right? Because if I was only driving around, you know, my small town in Manchester, New Hampshire, right, an EV would be perfectly fine if I owned a house and could plug it in. I don't take long road trips. I don't drive 300 miles, a, you know, a week or a, a day where I couldn't get back to a charger, right? And then I would have the, the gas-powered vehicle in storage or in the garage somewhere, right? When when the EV was either charging or I had a long road trip to go on, I was like, well, I'm not taking the EV for the road trip. That's not its purpose, right? Its purpose is to drive me around town to and from work, to and from the grocery store, and I have this separate vehicle powered entirely differently that's no longer, you know, emitting CO2 directly, right? But again, I don't care about the, the you know, the the pollutants or the CO2 effects of where the electricity to charge the, the electric vehicle comes from. Um, but now you have this other vehicle to do the other thing. So everything would be purpose-driven, purpose-built, purpose-driven, you know, and that, that would be the end of that narrative, right? You don't, if, if, you, if there's pollution in the city and you want to get rid of it, it's not, you're not going to have an individual tort. You have to introduce an alternative and get people to buy into the alternative. That's how the market works. Doesn't matter the industry, right? Where that's like the agorist mentality. We're all part of the agorist social club, right? The Hawaii agorist social club. Well, what is what is the agorist to do in 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 the view of the state, right? You introduce an alternative to prove the state's mechanism insufficient, uh, uh, inequitable, you know, and inefficient, and then you get people to buy into the alternative. Is it always successful? No, but that's the path to victory. All right, no, no Dodge Challenger for you then. No, I will electric. totally drive the. No, no, go, go electric, man. No, for to drive around <laughs> the city, to drive around the city, I would not need more than an electric vehicle, 
right? But I, I want the demon so goddamn badly, right? <laughs> like that's that's my car. That's that's the car that I was meant to drive. And oddly oddly enough, here's the weird thing about the Challenger in general, right? Like it snows here in New Hampshire, and you know all wheel drives probably better. So this was <laughs> the Challenger would be like the summer car, right? Yeah. Like I worked in storage, and every every winter, people would come and put their sports cars away for the winter. And then take it out the first time the frost is gone, you know, on the roads and they could drive their Porsche or their Corvette or whatever, you know, their, their rear wheel drive hot rod, right? Those come out in the summer and they enjoy the summer. Same with the motorcycles, right? So the Challenger wouldn't be my winter car. It would be my mm -hmm. summer car, right? Yep. But oddly enough, the, the introduct, the low level Challenger, the, the base model Challenger is all wheel drive and the hot rodded Hellcats and Demons are rear wheel drive only. So... I could have two challengers. I could have the base mm. model to drive around all wheel drive in the winter and then the hot rod one for the summer. I did not know they were all wheel drive. The base model is, or at cool. least was a few years ago when I was looking into it. <laughs> right on. Final thoughts? Nope. All right. That'll do it for us then. You guys know where to find us. Uh, thank you once again, Kelly, for chiming in. Uh, Anarchistexperience.com on telegram t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you would like to contribute to the show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha. <laughs>